Hello and welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Playtime. My name is Andrew Barnett. I am a child therapist who lives and works in Asheville, North Carolina, and this is a podcast dedicated to play therapy and child therapy, coming at both of those things from a child-centered perspective. Without further ado, let's get into the topic of the day, and the topic of the day is research in play therapy, and I wanted to do this topic in response to an article that came out recently by... Dr. Shiringa, um, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, my apologize uh, to Dr. Shiringa if I'm not, which the gist of the article essentially is that play therapy is not a modality that is effective when treating PTSD. And at least on some of the play therapy groups on Facebook or through the APT website or wherever else I've come upon, there has been a strong reaction to that article and there has been some desire to put stuff out there to defend ourselves as play therapists and defend ourselves as this being a efficacious model for working with PTSD which has involved coming up with other research and making rebuttals and all of that sort of thing and it's uh, been a little bit of a to-do at least in the digital play therapy worlds that I occupy. And before we get down to the nitty-gritty of the article, say, let's take a step back and talk about research in psychology generally, or even research itself generally. And I actually did a little bit of research for this podcast for maybe the first time and came across a little study back in 2015 by... The University of Virginia, where they took a number of studies in psychology and tried to replicate them, tried to see if they could get the same results, or at least a statistically similar result to the studies in question. And what they found is that of these studies that they looked back on in 2015, they were only able to replicate 36% of those studies. And... There are numerous other examples online of people having issues with replicating research studies in psychology, which therefore casts some doubt over any of the research that we've been able to do in psychology if you could only if you can't really even trust the number half of the time. And so we end up in a situation where often when these research articles come out, we can make a big to-do about it, but There's ultimately not much of a to-do to make, and there's no need for us necessarily to try to defend ourselves using more research and more studies. I personally am a big fan of science. I love science. Science is very helpful with things like um, pandemics. Uh, Science is helpful with things like climate change. Science is helpful with technology and finding patterns in weather, maybe understanding parts of our body better, understanding just the way that the world works and functions. Science is a really beautiful field, and I would never want to disparage it. However, if we're going about our work in a child-centered fashion, we understand that the foundation of that work 
is the relationship that we have with that child. Another foundation of our work is ourselves and the work that we've done to be able to facilitate a healing space to be able to participate in someone's healing journey, to be able to allow someone the comfort and freedom to express themselves in whatever way they need to inside of the room. We're able to stay with people without, say, putting too much of ourselves in the process. It's a personal dance to do this work, and the relationship is the foundation. And then, of course, No research in play therapy would be very easy to replicate because each time you're doing research, you're using different people. When you're using a different person, then that ultimately, even if they're using the same modality, if you take one child-centered therapist and another child-centered therapist, they might get different results based on, say, their own efficacy with the work, based on the work that they've done themselves, based on their knowledge of the theory and the techniques, and based on, say, the people that they're working with and what kind of relationship that they have. And maybe some of you out there feel like, oh, I'm better with working with three-year-olds or nine-year-olds or children with anxiety or who are withdrawn or children who are aggressive and are more external with what they're feeling. And... All of those things are factors that go into each session and are factors that go into each child's treatment. And they are factors that are difficult to put a number on. They're difficult to, say, quantify in this particular kind of way. And obviously we want to do that as a field, right? We're trying to get to a place where we are legitimate in the eyes of others and we can see that road to legitimacy through research and through science. And at the end of the day, emotional healing is an ancient art. It is an art that has been practiced for a long time. It is an art that has been medicalized, say, more recently in the span of human history. However, we are still part of an old tradition of emotional healing of restoring the self, of people being their best selves, of people having difficult things happen and finding ways to move through those difficult things. And the foundation of that is the relationship. And there's a foundation of that of love and acceptance. And none of those things can be quantified. And we do not have to justify ourselves to anyone. The way that we know that our work works is because we experience it. We experience healing on behalf of the people we work with. We experience higher levels of functioning and healing and intimacy and love and mutual respect inside of the families that we work with. And I'm sure that there might be some way to quantify all of that in a way that makes it digestible for people who aren't play therapists. Having some amount of research that we can pull out of our bags to help people take us seriously and earn their respect is useful at times. But if we believe in the existence of the psyche, if we believe in the self-actualizing potential of the psyche, if we believe that the psyche, when given the space, is striving towards wholeness and healing, we believe that regardless of what any numbers say about those things, and that's not because we're stubborn, and it's not because we're being hard-headed and not listening to the numbers or something like that. It's because we have the lived experience of that happening. We know what that looks like. We know what that feels like in another person. Ideally, we know what that feels like inside of ourselves. And it is an undeniable fact of the human experience that that is true. 
And so I would imagine that there will probably continue to be times when, say, research articles or other things come out that attempt to discredit what we do. That play can be seen by people as not a very serious thing. It has plenty of connotations in the popular culture that don't involve healing and evolution and those sorts of things. But we don't have to pay any attention to that. We don't have to let that negativity get under our skin. We don't have to believe that we have anything to prove. And it's important when we do feel like we have something to prove or we are feeling insecure about it, it's important to seek out those we know who are doing the same thing, those we know who have a similar understanding. And that's not to say try to hide from the world or try to put our heads under a pillow. I don't know, that's a weird thing to say, but we're not trying to just avoid that we are finding strength in community. We're tapping back into our lived experience of healing, and it is inside of those experiences of healing, when we know that that's happened, where we find proof and the certainty about what we do and understand that being with a child, accepting the child, using play as the medium by which to help them self-actualize is valid and is effective and is something that is unique to each child and potentially impossible to put a number on. And that's all I've got for this episode of Playtime. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Tell a friend. It helps the show get more reach if you would like a copy of that COVID-19 book for children who are grieving hit me up and let me know my email is barnetchildtherapy at gmail.com i've got more content at barnetchildtherapy.com and yeah i will see you all next time